Good morning, everyone, and happy Sunday the 7th. Tori and I are just cracking up to ourselves <laughs> because we can wait all day to record a podcast, right? We can wait all day. We're like, okay, now's a good time. Mm-hmm. And then boom, sirens, boom, people knocking on the door, whatever yeah. it is. There's so many distractions. But, you know, <laughs> in the same way that this year just is like speeding by and it seems like it's just not stopping because, mm-hmm. wow, we're already a week into March. Crazy. Who would have thought? But guess what? We're not stopping either, baby. No, we're not. Let's just flip and jump into this one. (laughs) Yes, you guys. Today, we are reading out of Matthew 13, verses 45 and 46. And the devotional is titled, The Most Valuable Pearl. And it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, the kingdom of heaven is here for you to discover. You will sometimes be tempted to believe that there is nothing more to life than what you know, but that is not true. My kingdom is alive and active. I show it to you every day. Believe in me and receive the inheritance that is yours on earth as well as in heaven. When you find the pearl of great value, that is my kingdom. You will want to give up everything you have to get it. When you make sacrifices for my sake, you show that you truly are my child. Give your all to me and receive the amazing life I have to offer you. Love your heavenly father. The reflection says, sometimes we discover that what we've valued isn't that valuable after all. Don't settle for second best or value something that is worth nothing and miss out on what matters most to God. It's worth giving up everything to get something even greater, God's kingdom. The treasure of truth says, nothing is worth more than eternal life in Christ. I love that because I really started thinking about the whole metaphor of like the pearl. Yeah. And it got me thinking about like pearls and where they come from and everything. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned that part in the devotional. You might have to repeat it for me, Mm -hmm. but you basically said like there are other things that we value that aren't as valuable. Do you know what part I'm talking about? Um, One sec. Sometimes we discover what we valued isn't all that valuable after all. Yeah. And it got me thinking about like gold and silver or like diamonds. Yeah. And what's crazy is that like, Gold and silver need to be like polished in order to shine Mm -hmm. and diamonds need to be cut in order to be cut into the shape or whatever, however they're going to be worn. But a pearl, you don't touch that. Dang, I've never thought about that. It's perfect in its own creation. Hmm. It's like, it's, it's, it's not man-made. It's, it's God-made. It's perfect in its own way. And I feel like when we look at our salvation and what God did for us, that's only something he could do. Mm -hmm. That's not something we could do. Yeah. You know, and I think we do start to value the things that we do or the things people do for us or the things people mean to us more than the things God does for us or what God means to us. We start to kind of replace our pearls with diamonds, so to speak. Yeah. And that's not to say that gold and silver and diamonds aren't valuable. Of course, I'm speaking from a metaphor, a metaphorical perspective here, but I think we really need to get back to basics in terms of like, okay, what really matters in life? And I remember when I first became a Christian, I was going through this new believers handbook. And one of the first things that I was taught is the assurance of my salvation. Yeah. And that was one of the first things I learned as a Christian who didn't know David from Moses from anyone mm-hmm. was that I needed 
to know that I am saved in Christ alone. And so, but it's like the more you grow, the the longer you are a Christian, it's almost like you, it's not that you forget it. You just start mm-hmm. to value it less. Yeah. Or take like, advantage wow. of that knowing. Yeah. Or is, is there anything more important than the fact that God loves me and saved me and grafted me into his eternal family? Wow. There's nothing powerful. more important. Yeah. How do you think that like in that period of time you went from like hearing that to actually actualizing it and knowing it? In terms of my salvation? Yeah. Like when you're questioning it, like what was the thing that made you like have that assurance of your salvation? You're talking about right before I became a Christian, like right before I gave my life to Christ? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I didn't really have the assurance of salvation um, right away because I didn't know that there was the Holy Trinity. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I needed to have Jesus die for my sins. I didn't mm-hmm. know all that stuff. I, yeah. That wasn't something I knew because I didn't grow up around the church like that. And yeah. so for me, I just asked Jesus for help. I asked him to come into my heart because I was like devastatingly broken. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I felt the unconditional love of Jesus before I knew why he had to love me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I I felt the sweet, tender mercy of his love before I knew I needed it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the rest of my year so far have been like coming to understand why Jesus did have to come save for me. But at the time I was so broken that I'm just like, I need you. <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't know what I need. Cause like, there's people that go to counseling or there's people that go to the doctor cause they're feeling sick, but they don't always know what they need. And I just went for help. Yeah. So, so how did you go from that to having like assurance of your salvation? First John five verses, um, yeah. First John five verses like nine, 10, 11, 12, something like that. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, and this is the testimony that God has given you eternal life and eternal life is found in his son. He who has the son has eternal life and he who does not have the son does not have life. Mm, and so it, there's so many other verses like Ephesians two verses eight and nine. There's so many other pieces of scripture that just beat that into your head to know that this is done through Christ and through Christ alone. Yeah. And you can have assurance knowing that you have believed unto Christ and you've received unto Christ and that's enough. Yeah. So, so good. I ask cause I get that DM a lot from people, um, feeling that fear of not knowing where they get the assurance from. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you'd have a good answer. Yeah. So, I mean, and these people are not alone. Yeah. E- even one of the original doctors of the Bible, the people that wrote the doctrine of like, of what we believe these days, mm-hmm. there was a guy named St. Augustine of Hippo and he has a great book. I think it's called Confessions by St. Augustine. And I mean, this guy was around in like, what, like 200 <laughs> AD. Yeah. Um, and he's from Northern Africa. And basically this, this guy, he was a boss of a person. Like he was a hustler. He was, he was a lawyer at the time. And long story short, he was walking down the road. I may have shared this on the podcast before, so I'm sorry if I have, but he was walking down the road and there was a great storm that came upon him. And he was so fearful for his life. He said, God, if you're real and if you spare me, I will dedicate my life to you. And God's mm-hmm. like... I got you, fam. (laughs) And then St. Augustine eventually dedicated his life to God and he became a monk. And he didn't become just any monk. He became like the monk, like the Mm -hmm. most righteous monk you could ever meet. And he still did not have assurance that he was saved. He he still had doubts. Mm -hmm. 
and he basically went into Romans and he just like transcribed it and just broke so many amazing things down. And he was able to develop different doctrines that we believe. Like, for example, one of them is in Christ alone. Yeah. You know, and, um, and there are people that went ahead of us because they have the same doubts as we do. And we need to find those people. We need to learn from yeah. those people. We can't just wander around with our feelings because our feelings aren't going to get us that far. Yeah. Or, by the way, I do want to encourage you. Your feelings are good to have because your feelings are going to take you to these people that have the wisdom. Mm-hmm. Or more importantly, they're going to take you to God who has the wisdom and the love. Yeah. And yeah. so, What's that verse in Proverbs about surrounding yourself with the wise and you'll become wise, but surround yourself with fools and you'll fall into folly or something like that? Destruction. I'm not, I'm not sure, but that sounds like something in Proverbs. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Anyways, I, I love that verse and I love what you just said, babe. Do you think we should pray out? Yep. Alrighty. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that through your Son, Christ Jesus, our salvation is secured, that we can walk forward with assurance that you are waiting for us in heaven, God, that we will have that day that we get to see you face to face, that we get to fall at your feet, Lord, and just thank you for the gift of your son for the gift of the holy spirit who is active in our lives um god how amazing is that lord i pray that that is the one thing we value over everything else in our lives god i pray that we eliminate the distractions that we eliminate the things that we're valuing more than you god that we would refocus our lives on you that we would proclaim your word that we proclaim your gospel proclaim your truth god with authority god we love you and we're gonna open up the floor for our listeners to pray and chad and i will be praying in agreement with them Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed me yet. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen. Thank you all for praying. I just want to encourage you all to 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 really think about what Tori and I were talking about because. You know, I, I've mentioned this before on our YouTube channel, but Tori and I always try not to make, we always try to not make decisions out of desperation mm-hmm. where I give this analogy where if a certain uh, job opportunity were to come onto like uh, our table, we would ask ourselves if we had an extra $100,000 in our bank account right now, would we accept this job? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, the answer is no. Yeah. And so what I want you to, to think about is that you have a treasure infinitely more valuable than a hundred thousand dollars. You have salvation through Christ. And so because we have that, why are we going to accept false prophets and false forms of salvation in our life? And whenever we can deny them because we have true love found through Christ. So So good. Anyways, love y'all. We'll be talking to you guys tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Bye. See ya. Adios. Ciao.